Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's fucking minging, that. I tell you what, that is fucking men against fucking boys all over the fucking park. Yeah, fucking weak as pissed, they are. Hello and welcome to the Rock Report Player Ratings Podcast. It's Craig, Malk and Bomber bringing you our immediate thoughts to Sunderland's 3-1 home defeat against Portsmouth. Bomber, let's get stuck straight in. Uh, besides a 5-10 to 10 minute spell at the start of that second half, we were pretty much second best all afternoon. Was that just a bad day at the office, do you think, or has is, is this been coming? I don't think the defensive display has been coming. You know, def- defensively, we've been uh, as good as I've seen us in... God knows how long. Um, so that was that was a surprise to see the two goals that we gave away, uh, two goals that we we gave away so um, kind of casually and sloppily. That that was a surprise. Um, I, I wasn't surprised to see us struggle to create an awful lot. Um, I, I think the goal, the equaliser, came obviously just after they scored, and and uh, and it almost came a little bit out of, out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of both. I think f- for me, I, I was definitely surprised to see um, us so poor defensively, but it was more of the same pretty much going forward for me. Yeah, I think that's the first time that we've come up against a side pretty much of that quality so far this season who had an answer really fair for absolutely everything. They, they pressed us, they, they got in our faces and they really did prove a, a difficult challenge from the offset. Um, Malcolm, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I would concur with what's been said. You know, they 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 worked us out. You know, and the biggest concern for me is this happened last January, February after Phil got manager of the month. People worked us out, and uh, and you know, there's there's been a lot of chat on on the WhatsApp and stuff like that about where's the plan B, and and that's my concern because you know we had a we had a very similar bench. Uh, we didn't turn up. You know, we you, you could argue if we hadn't given them two goals away. And we'd scored that one that Charlie tapped in at the front post. Then it might have been another one nil, but but we we didn't get off the bus, you know. So um, yeah, we were outperformed, and they deserve to win the game. Um, but it needs to be something we definitely learn from. Do you have much confidence that Phil Parkinson can can drill that message home that way? We're not going to sort of repeat history um, in terms of you know kind of form going to the wall. We we really were a shadow. Of, of what we've been so far this season, but do, do you have confidence that we'll be able to get back into it on Tuesday? We've got to bounce quick. That's the thing. We've got to, you know, wipe ourselves down, recognise on the day we weren't as good as we can be. Uh, and we've got to get straight back on the bike that we just fell off and skinned our knees on. Um, my concern is the depth in tactical options from the manager as much as the capability of the players, because, you know, you need to have options. And today... Once we went behind, we were very limited in what we could do. 
We'll touch on the options now, as you've mentioned. Were either of you surprised with the, the team selection? That's three games in a week. There hasn't been much rotation besides, obviously, Jordan Willis coming back into the side today. Were you surprised that perhaps, you know, the, the same figures have featured so prominently? I know Luke O'Nine's coming for a lot of criticism on the socials, but um, you think if you have somebody like Tom Flanagan waiting in the ranks that you would perhaps put him back into position rather than playing Luke O'Nine out of position? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think for... It, it was a surprise. I would have I would have preferred to have seen um Luke go back out onto the right um and, and Flanagan come back in. You know, it's it's we could all see that it was arguably the, the toughest game of the season so far. Portsmouth uh, are probably the, the best side that we'll have come up against uh, so far. So why why we insist on or why Parkinson's insisted on the, the continuing trial of, of Luke O'Nine at left centre back when we've got a fit and specialist centre back there, um, and it means that we can push Luke out, back out onto the right hand side where he has become so so natural. Um, so that was a surprise for me. Um, I wasn't surprised that there there were no real changes anywhere else on the pitch um, because you know Parky seems to have his his eleven that he he, he likes, uh, and you know bar injury or suspension, it very rarely changes from that. But that was one thing, particularly given the opposition. I think if it was if it was a mid table or a lower lower end of the table team, I could understand giving giving Luke the run out a left centre back again. But you could quite clearly see that I think today is testament that, that that experiment is over and and shouldn't be addressed again. Just reading through some of the messages that's coming through on the socials now, um, I don't think anybody does one eighties quite like Sunderland fans, and I think we're all guilty of it. You know, last week <laughs> Parkinson was. Uh, you know, kind of like a league one Guardiola, this, that and the other. He'd got a sussed in defence and it looks like the, the tune has somewhat changed. Have either of your thoughts, you know, kind of differed or changed somewhat based on what you've seen this afternoon? Or do we just think it's, again, perhaps still really early in the season where we shouldn't be making any sort of hasty decisions or, or you know, any sort of massive kind of stances to say he's the right man, he's not the right man after so few games? Um. I'll give you my view on that, Craig. I think we can't be too knee-jerk um, and we've got to, you know, I, I went in right in earlier in the season that we have to give the manager and the team six or eight games to get into their stride. Um, but I did actually say in those pieces that that's got to include developing alternate players and alternate strategies. Um, so, yes, we, we're we going to do a bit of a 180 because it's the first punch in the face we've had since the start of the season, apart from that daft bloody penalty against Bristol. So mm. there's going to be some emotions, but, you know, we need to keep an even keel. Um, uh, the concern for me, just to pick on Bonner's point, you know, to me it feels like we've rushed Willis back. You know, he had a, he had a big bump on his leg, on his toe, whatever it was, um, and we forced him into the team, but we haven't put Flanagan back in when Flanagan was available before Willis was, just building on your idea, Bomber, mm. you know, um, don't push your luck when you get away with it against middle to lower end teams in this league because you take on a team that's playing very well away from home um, and they're trying to prove themselves and and you're gonna get you're gonna get slapped and that's what happened today. But we can't overreact to it. I agree. But now this is going to be the biggest test of of Parky's endurance and flexibility and understanding and ideas because he's got to get he's got to get us back on the road. Perhaps we've been somewhat fortunate that the results have been kind. What kinder uh, today for us? Uh, a few teams above us have have seemingly dropped points, and, and you know, as you've both mentioned, we've got Tuesday to to bounce back and hopefully, you know, lay this one to bed. But um, 
I think now is perhaps uh, as better time as ever, really. What we can do is we can look at the individual performances, discuss them. Uh, for those who haven't listened to this particular version of the Roker Report pod, um, we expand basically on Jimmy Lawson's article and we rate the players out of 10. It's a very, very easy process. Um, I will kick things off if it's all right with you too. Uh, Lee Burge in the sticks today. He's come in for a bit of a tough time, I think, this season, regardless of what he's done. Uh, you know, he still seems to get an awful lot of criticism, perhaps just because he's not John McLaughlin. I think he actually done quite okay today. I think he made some decent saves. Um, I mean, he was beaten by two pretty good finishes. Um, did show a bit of the corner, I think, too much for John Marquis for the penalty. But um, I think I would give him a 6 out of 10. I think, again, the, the issue that we've had today is because Portsmouth have just come out the trap so quick. We just have not had time to settle and it was seemingly reminiscent of that Bristol Rovers game. But the difference that we've had, of course, is where Bristol Rovers set back, you know, Portsmouth just went for the jugular at times. But I think besides um besides obviously the, the goals that he conceded, he was he was fairly solid if unspectacular. Any uh, any variations on, on six out of ten for Lee Burge? No, not not for me necessarily. Like I say, he didn't really do an awful lot wrong. He pulled off a couple of, of reasonable saves. Um his his kicking was pretty decent. Um. Yeah. It. It was. You know. It was. It was neither here nor there. Really. It was kind of pretty standard for me. I don't know about you, Mal. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it, when when the goalie lets three in, it looks like a bad day at the office. But the whole defensive unit had a bad day at the office. Mm-hmm. And you know, it could have been worse if it if it weren't for a couple of the things that Burge did. There was a there was a really good clean up he did about seventy five seventy six minutes where they were through. Uh, and he you know he started to command his box, which is one thing I've been wanting him to do more of. So. I don't think he can take the the brunt of the challenge for the result today. Six is fair. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that um, one of the the talking points in recent weeks, people always say you're only as good as the defence in front of you. Um, and the defence being superb in recent weeks, you know he's come for for no praise. So I think if we we are going to be poking faults, it's fair that they they all seem to get it at the back. So, uh, Mark, you mentioned Jordan Willis. He said perhaps he was rushed in a little bit too soon. What were your thoughts on him today? You could see he wasn't match ready, in my opinion. Um, the man's an absolute monster when he's on form. You know, up there with at least as good as, if not sometimes better than Bailey Wright in certain aspects of the game. I gave him a, a three and a half for the first half, and I gave him a three for the second half. Um, and I think Jimmy gave him a four. I think that's yeah. generous. Um, he was slack for the first Portsmouth goal. Um, he gave. Raggett, a free header, 15, 16 minutes in. Could have easily been a couple of goals down. Um, and, and his touch was off. Um, just going back to the earlier point, you know, three or four out of ten is the best we can give him, which is a shame because he's a cracking player. Um, but I, I just think he should have been on the bench. We should have gone with Flanners. We could have had all nine out wide right. We would have had Gooch as more of an attacking option. All of the things could have been different. Um, but yeah, yeah, four yeah, to be... It's as bad a performance I've seen Jordan Willis have since he's been at the club, and he's been phenomenal for us. Agreed. Let's um, let's be honest. Yeah, but yeah it was. It, put it that. Let's put it down to him being put back in too soon. Yeah, can't disagree with that. Um, I think it was natural that he was going to struggle with the pace of the game. If we kind of cast our minds back to last week, you know, him walking around on crutches, there was that thought that he was going to be out there for months on end. So it was it was a surprise to see him mm. get thrown back into there. So. Let's hope that is just a one-off. But I think Portsmouth perhaps done their homework on that and um, they did seem to exploit him at times. Uh, Bailey Wright, he is essentially the, the glue, basically, of, uh, of a bad defence today. Um, again, I, 
with Bailey Wright, you pretty much just get the consistent same. I think every week there was a couple of straight passes, perhaps here and there. Um, he made some, uh, I thought, some crucial interceptions at times. Um, to to basically keep the score reasonably level and respectable. Um, and perhaps ensure that Portsmouth weren't out of sight. I know that Jimmy gave him a seven. To be honest, I can't think of many that were deserving of a seven today. I've, I've gone with a six and a half. We're we're going with the decimals this week. I've gone six <laughs> and a half. I can see you both shaking your heads. Um. Perhaps I'm just that despondent and just really that knocked about this afternoon that I, I don't want to give anybody such a, a, a great a great score out of 10. But go on, I'll, I'll hand over to you too. Uh, so I, I, I'm shaking my head, Craig, because I, I think six and a half is probably a little bit too generous as well, to be fair. Right, okay. So, again, it's pro- it is probably, maybe I'm being a little bit too harsh because we've lost the game and I'm just still annoyed that we've lost the game. But it probably is the worst that, the worst game that Bailey's had since he's been at the club as well. Um, I thought that the first 20, 25 minutes, he looked quite shaky. Um, uh, I th- I do think he picked up. So I think I would probably be going kind of four, five first half and five, six second half. So I'm not too far away from your six and a half. I'm certainly nowhere near Jimmy's seven. Um, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I would give him a six because the second, the second half, he, he was able to get on the ball and, and, you know, one of the things that has been quite customary for him is to be able to play those those long diagonal balls and find the wide players. And he actually did do that in the second half. Um, but I was quite shocked first half. And like I said, that might be me just being angry at the result and the performance. But I, I don't know, Matt, what you think of that? Either. So I'm with you, Bomb. I wrote absolutely nothing down for Bailey Wright in the first half. <laughs> and that's not Bailey Wright's performances, <laughs> right? I had nothing to say about the man. And, you know, I was waxing lyrical about this guy last week, you know, Tuesday and last weekend. Um, second half, I wrote down, you know, two or three good distributed balls from the back centre-backs that he played. So I had him I had him fives for both halves, if I'm honest with you. He wasn't at fault for the goals, so you can't give him too much for that. Um, but, you know, where he normally is the the lifesaver and, you know, the, the guy you puts that last-ditch block in. He wasn't there for that either. So so seven, I think, is a push. Six and a half, I think, is closer. But I had him in the five range. He might squeeze five and a half from me if he if he was lucky. <laughs> I think we've got just like such enormous expectations out of, say, Bailey Wright and Jordan yeah. Willis now. And we've, we've described set their own bar very high. That's a thing, Craig. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So when you are going to have a day like today, then, um, then they are going to come under the scope. Christ, Luke 09 next. Uh, Malcolm, he did not have a good day at all. Luke 09, I'll, I'll hand the reins to you. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he had an okay first half. You know, he, he did his job in a fundamental way. But again, you know, I, I can't beat this lad up too much because of what we said about Willis and Flanagan being available and rushed, you know, in whatever order you want to put that. Um, he had he had some good tackling at times, um, but... You know, what Flanagan did sensibly the other week and got sent off to have a yellow card and result in a nothing free kick. Um, O9's naivety in that position showed and he gave away a penalty and got a red. Um, and, you know, that was always going to be pretty much the end of the game, I think, for us. So mm. I gave him a five in the first half. I gave him a three for as long as he lasted in the second half. So I'd, I'd square that off as a four. Um, and, you know... <laughs> That that four isn't pointed at him because we had people that should be playing that position that didn't. So I don't blame the lad for it. Bummer your thoughts? Yeah, I think I, I'm I'm really reluctant to criticise him too much because, you know, 
it's it's an unnatural position for him. He's been thrown in there, and you know I don't know Luca Nine, but from what we gather, you know he'll put his body on the line and do whatever is asked of him and give hundred and ten percent. And I think he did that. I don't think anybody could accuse him of not giving hundred and ten percent and not trying his hardest today. But he's just in a position where he's coming up against you know decent strikers. And he doesn't really know what to do. He almost gave the penalty penalty away in the yeah. in the last game. Um, so yes, okay, his performance wasn't great, um, but he's doing a job that's been asked of him. And he's just not got the ability to do it. The one thing I would say um, is, I, I think he probably should have come off. It was quite clear that he got injured towards the end of that first half. Um, and again, his character, he would play with one leg if he if he could. I would have liked to have seen a bit more from Phil Parkinson on the sideline and actually pull him off. Because if he's going to ask you know, Onine if he's okay, Onine's going to say, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I would like to have seen him go, no, you're not okay. You know, off you come. Because that last 15 minutes of the first half, he could barely walk. I think um, whilst we all, you know, kind of celebrate and champion his versatility uh, and his willingness, certainly it, it perhaps has cost him maybe today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're both right in that sense. He, you know, he, he can't really be blamed. We signed an attacker midfielder who's played everywhere for us I think he'd probably even go on goal if we needed to so it's it's a bad day for him but um, you know I'm, I'm happy to try and give him the benefit of the doubt because as you've both rightly said he shouldn't have been in there today um, moving on Lyndon Gooch again really really kind of quiet day I think besides that spell um, you know in the first kind of five ten minutes of the second half he, he really didn't do an awful lot I think he conceded possession um, bad areas where he was conceding possession at, at times maybe tried a little bit too much I've just gone for a flat five out of ten. Not sure if either of you agree or disagree. I'd have him down as a four, possibly. I thought he was poor. I thought his decision-making was quite poor. I thought he was quite greedy and selfish at times where he could have um, played a played a ball into other people and he's just decided to cut in and, and carry on running and ended up losing the ball. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't normally... I don't make an awful lot of notes on the games, but one thing that I did note was that I thought uh, Lyndon Gooch was, was quite quite selfish today in some of his attacking play. Um, and he lost the ball and we got caught out a few times because of it. Yeah, I mean, five's fair. I had the same score myself. I mean, he went from he went from glory to rubbish in, in minutes. You know, I mean, that, that step over thing that he did in the first half, you know, whilst it was a little bit selfish, Bomber, I agree, it shows what he can do, you know, in, in when he's in a tight spot. But then, you know, he he gave the ball away in the second half about 65 minutes in. He had a shot on the edge of the box in the 70-summit minute where, you know, we went wide, wide, wide. He took a heavy touch and then drilled it into Rose Ed, you know. Mm. Um, he's got better quality than that. Um, so, yeah, but but then he had some good defensive uh, work as well and he was he was busy, which Gooch always is. So I think I think five's reasonable. He wasn't our worst player this week by a long way. Um, Grand Ledbetter, he had, a, I think, a bit of a difficult afternoon, um, perhaps arguably at fault for, for at least the second goal. Malk, uh, what, what did you think of his performance? I was really hoping you wouldn't give me Grant Ledbetter, mm. Craig, if I'm honest with you. I know, like literally, I'm just going down the list, and I've give you Luke Nine, I've give you Grant <laughs> Ledbetter. Jesus Christ! No, I'm I'm a big fan of Grant, but he was he was just outclassed today, in my opinion. Um, he was slapped with possession earlier on. He gave the ball away a couple of times in the first half, especially for the second goal when we went two one down on the twenty fifth, twenty sixth minute. Um, he lost the ball again before half time, and and I wrote down nothing for him in the second half. I was hoping that he'd get a rocket at half time, and he knows how this game works. He's an experienced professional, um, but he, you know, to to be fair to the guy, maybe maybe um, you know, he's he's blown all of his gaskets in the last few weeks, 
and and he just wasn't at the races today. But I, I gave him a three and a half. Um, I don't know. I can't remember what Jimmy gave him. I think he might have given him a four. Um, I think yeah, I gave him a five, five actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I'm, 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 when people are fantastic, which that guy has been for the last two or three weeks, they deserve their plaudits. If they have a bad game, then take it on the chin. And he knows that he could play better yeah. today. I think so. You know, three and a half, four at a push would be me. Absolutely, I think. Um, I think one thing that we perhaps could have done is maybe uh, take him out the firing line on Tuesday, going against Crew. Um, it's a lot of football yeah. he's had to play over the course of the past couple of weeks, and the impact that he has had. I think it's worth noting that when he first came in at the side, everybody was you know kind of humming and hawing, saying he's finished, his legs is gone, and I don't think that's the case. I just think unfortunately that he's he's had a tough time like everybody else against a, a good energetic side, and. You know they they had our cards marked from the offset, so I was um I was kind of firmly in the camp of wanting to at least not go in too harsh on him. But uh, we'll we'll move on. Um, Josh Scowen, what what did you have for Josh Scowen, bomber? Uh, so I've got him as a as a as a four four and a half maybe. I thought again, he he's another one who's been been decent in possession the last couple of weeks. Um, but he he gave the ball away an awful lot today there was a couple of um couple of silly fouls that he gave away in in our third of the pitch um i don't remember him doing an awful lot which kind of shows what his performance was really so i think you know very very middle of the road probably lower lower than average um so yeah probably a, a four four and a half for me i've got nothing else to add on that to be honest with you i think um Jimmy pretty much nailed it, saying that a year he picked a bad time to have his worst game in the Sutherland shirt. Mm. And I think it was just um, it was just that particular afternoon, wasn't it? Just literally nothing seemed to work for us. Poor set pieces, some bad passes. But yeah, um, I would uh, pretty much echo your sentiments there. Uh, Max Power. You know, sometimes I, I can't get away with Max Power. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not really sure what exactly he brings to the team. Um, and again, it was one of those showings again today where I think we see that performance more often than not than you know the the performances that we should be expecting from a captain from your so-called leader in the team i just kind of remember him doing anything at all literally in terms of my notes i i have just a blank space i mean i'm not sure if you've got anything to add but again it was just a it was a four just a flat out four yeah i would agree craig i mean i wrote down great intercept on the 87th minute what has he been doing till now? And that's exactly yeah. what it says on my piece of paper. Because, you know, <laughs> like you say, he's a skipper. He should be leading from the front, especially when the chips are down, you know. Um, I, I had him at a four and a half. He did nout, really. You could you could pretty much write the same review for all three centre midfielders today, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 With different criticisms, but yeah, I agree. No, that's absolutely fine. I think we've bullied the midfield enough. Um, <laughs> Denver Hume, we'll, uh, we'll touch on Denver now. I really like Denver Hume, mind. I think he's had an excellent season so far. Very direct in his running. Of course, he's still got a few bits that he needs to finish off to become, um, you know, pretty much the finished article for us. I was uh, was giving him a 6 out of 10. I think um, he caused a lot of problems for their back line at times in the odd few times that we did cross uh, in their half. So I, I give him a 6 out of 10. Yeah. I'm not sure if, uh, if either of you agree or disagree I, with that one. I, I'd say he was our, if we were to have a man of the match today, I think he would be it. I think any anything good that happened for us today, the few things that that were good that happened happened because of because of Denver. Obviously, he got the assist for the goal. Um, he he cut, cut inside and drove into the box a few times and was unlucky getting we getting shots away. He got that a couple of really good crosses in, which which White didn't get on the, onto the end of. Um, so yeah, anything good that happened today came came as a result of him. So uh, because of that, I I probably give him a seven. It was just a shame that the other players couldn't match him for that. 
I'm probably with you, Bomber, if I'm honest. Um, showed good control. He was one of the only real positives in that early 10, 15 minutes where we went behind. Um, you know, 46th minute, he had a go. Um, cracking tackles, you know, a couple of times. Fair enough, he gave the ball away, but he was by far the least susceptible for that criticism today. You know, he lost the ball by having a try rather than losing the ball by being sloppy, which is different for me. Um, yeah, that's good. Well put, Mark. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I, I would have given him a seven. I, I thought six from Jimmy on the website was was probably a little bit harsh, and, and he was up there, I agree, Bomber. Chris Maguire. Now, his performance has seemed to have split a few people down uh, down the line on social media. I've seen people ranging from saying that uh, that he was probably one of his better games for us this season, and then on the other hand, people have just said, what on earth did he do today? So I'll throw that one out to you, Bomber. What did you think of Chris Maguire's performance this afternoon? Uh, I, th- I think it, I think the, the 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 split opinion pretty much sums up his performance. He did some some really really good stuff, and he did some some stuff where you think, "What? Well, why are you doing that?" And then there was some times where he was anonymous. But that's that's Chris Maguire. You you get that from him pretty much yeah. every game. Um, but you don't. No one no one picks up on it when he gets on the score sheet or or wins a penalty or, or something else. I, I thought when he was good, he was very good. But it was it was a little bit few and far between. Certainly not the best performance we've seen from Chris Maguire, but it, it wasn't. He certainly wasn't anonymous. So you know, a, a six, a six, six and a half, I think would be fair for me. Because um, like I said, I just, I just want to see him get involved in, in more and and not be anonymous quite so often. Um, but like I said, the good things were very good. So I, I'm, I'm, he's one of the few that can escape a lot of criticism for me. Right, Charlie Wake again. We talk about people who splits opinion. Malcolm, what did you think of his performance? I've got all the crackers today, haven't I? Thanks a lot, Craig. There <laughs> you are. him right up. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I don't know who feels worse, the bloody team for that result, or me for the criticism of them. Um, so the, the first half, he, he got about a bit, right? One of the one of the upsides, and let's look for a couple, because the lads you know, need a bit of that now and again, in my opinion. Um, did Wake do so many Charlie Wake fouls today? No, he didn't, right? He gives the ball away a lot in the game by trying to hold it up and just kind of not being very good at doing that sometimes. So I gave him a five for the first half. He took that goal quite well in front of the defender to get us back to 1-1. You know, that was probably the last point in the game where I was quite optimistic about what was going to happen. Um, He should have scored in the 50-something minute. He got a header that he's got to put on target. You know, he's a target Mm. man. He's got to put a header on target. Um, So, you know, I thought his second half performance after we'd gone behind, um, was quite quite lethargic. Um, again, you know, what what jumped out for me was John Marquis is a big old lummox, right? But look at the movement he had compared to Charlie Wake. Um, you know, yeah. and, and, and if that's if that's the kind of player that we should have, then why is that guy starting every week? He's having the odd tap in, he's getting the odd kind of OG that he gets a credit for. Um but yeah, four out of ten for me. Probably a five at a push because he got the goal, but very intermittent would be the summary for me. Yeah, Phil Parkinson described him pre-match as uh, as very energetic. He said that often we don't see the things that uh, that he doesn't do. Perhaps you know maybe things behind the scenes. And I was just thinking like that. Surely it's not the same player. I don't re- you know religiously want to stick the boot in, but I-, I honestly I can't see what we get out of Charlie White. Granted, no, yes, he scored was- a day, he scored a couple of season, but. If if we're pinning our hopes on getting promoted, you know he's not the guy really no. is he to be relying on. Like you've said, if you if you want someone, if you want a big, you know, kind of lump up front to, to lob it to, it has to be someone like John Marquis with that um, 
just with that knack of being able to, you know, to kind of throw people off and chase things down and press. And I just don't see that with Charlie White. Yeah. He, he seems so easy to, to play against. Like the League One defenders must must love playing against him because he's he's literally square with his back to goal, maybe chest the ball down. And time after time, when he did control it and didn't lose it, he was driven backwards. So And we're playing back, he's playing back into our own half, back to Willis and, and 09 and... Um, and Bailey Wright. Um, there was two, there was two moments as well, which no one's picked up on yet. There was just at the before half time and just after half time. There were two loose balls which he should be busting a gut to get onto the end of. And I would argue that he could have got on the end of at least one of them. And he just didn't bother. He just let the let it run through to the keeper, and the keeper picked it up quite comfortably. Yeah. At least chuck your body at it, and it, it, he just looked like he couldn't be asked. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, and you know, what else can we say about the guy? Is the is the the kind of paradox that a lot of Sunderland fans just don't understand, isn't he? You know, um, but but yeah, where where are the goals going to come from? Uh, is the question, mm. you know, because because the guy's just not not cutting it, and even when he has a day where he has a goal, um, you know, he doesn't follow that up with a, a rounded performance. So, the two substitutes that will uh, be finishing on Will Greg. If anybody remembers just on earth who he is, I couldn't believe that we actually <laughs> seen him come off the bench today. Um, if, what can you say? Again, it'd be quite easy to lay in and you know, kind of say, well, he's missed his chances here, here on out and this and the other. But I, I don't even think it's fair to give him a rating. If you've got somebody like Will Gregg who does not get in the team, you know, and then when he does and he's getting five, ten minutes here, I, I think it would be really unfair and and kind of undeserved to, to be sticking the boot and to say, well, he's missed his one chance that he's got. Um, I honestly don't know who he's huffed or what he's done, but you know, surely we've got to try and get something out of him. He's on big money. We spent big money to get here to bring him into the club. So you think at one point he's going to get a run, a run in the team. And I mean, he got himself into an all right position. He was unfortunate, obviously, to miss that. Relatively quiet, otherwise. But like I said, I mean, if if I was going to be rating him, obviously we start normally by six as default. But it'd be it'd be unfair to really say say anything about him today. I think I'm I'm not sure what your thoughts are on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I wouldn't give him wouldn't necessarily give him a rating. I think it's complete. There will be people who will criticise the the twenty minutes that he had and be like, "Oh, see, Will told you Will Grigg was finished, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. You, somebody who's played such little little football, expecting to come on at front for the last twenty minutes of a game when we when every pretty much everybody on the pitch has been playing so poorly, you you can't judge him on that whatsoever. Um, and I think it's it would be unfair to. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't give him a rating at all. I just feel yeah. a little bit sorry for him. I, I would agree. He came on on seventy minutes. All nine went off on eighty-two, so he had eleven and a half minutes to do something right. And and you know, on the seventy-eighth minute, I wrote down, oh, he had a good chance with a header that he put wide. Mm. We're not playing to his strengths, you know. Steve's the stat old man's written a lot about that. Un- until we're playing a game, he can benefit from, uh, and until he gets more minutes, then yeah. Can't really say much more. Absolutely. Uh, again, if I think we're being fair and not awarding ratings out, probably the same for Danny Graham. Didn't really get mm. enough time to uh, to do much today. So we'll probably wrap it up just there. Um, again, thank you very much if you've managed to uh, to withstand the half an hour of misery of uh, of us three talking <laughs> and moaning on. I think it's probably fair to say that afternoons like this won't come too often this season. We've just got to ensure that we beat the lesser teams around us and that's where obviously we've... Uh, We've fallen at those hurdles in recent years, so hopefully we can get back to winning ways come Tuesday. So again, thank you very much for listening. Hold up. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.